0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, this is John Zadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for late night Reds talk.
1: Hello! Everybody, my name is Tim Daniel, and welcome to another fantastic edition of Late Night Reds Talk, and this time a combo cast with the boys from Part of the Punctuation. Late Night Reds Talk, the live show and podcast that loves the Cincinnati Reds, part of the Believe Network, presented as always by Bet Online. The show is live streamed on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and the podcast version is always up the next morning. I am as always joined by Nick Kirby, Carlos Guevara, and of course here with our guy, Clay Snowden. But before we get started and talk about the show, let me tell you guys all about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your sporting favorite sports, contest, events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet online today to use your mobile device. To join today and make your first sports bet, use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, now that we got that mouthful off the way, we got a lot of people here. Uh, this is kind of Brady Bunchy uh, here on the screen if you're tuning in. It's kind of could be a cluster, but it's going to be fun. One thing's for sure. So as I mentioned, we have the LNRT crew here that does not stand for late night retweets. You're not funny when you say that, but we do have the part of the punctuation guys here as well. Jeff, Aaron, and Big Ed himself. Welcome guys. How we doing?
2: Doing well. Thanks for having us on.
1: I just want to say welcome
3: back for the first time.
0: I just want to say, Aaron, can you do an intro like his?
1: I'm not the producer. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, dudes, uh, we got a lot of people here. Like I said, we got a lot to talking to do. We got Field of Dreams game tomorrow. We got throwback jerseys. Uh, if you listen to this show, you know how much I'm a sucker for throwback jerseys. Um, and I'm not talking about the kind of the one that Jeff's wearing. I am talking about actual vintage Reds era jerseys. Um, but let's kind of talk a little bit. Obviously, just coming off the sweep of the Mets. No one's going to be, you know, it's the Mets. They're pretty damn good. Um, probably, you know, you can make the case the best team in the National League. Um but obviously, you know, we know the Reds have done all these moves, they made all these trades, we're kind of moving on now, blah blah blah. We talked about that forever. Um kind of get the PTP guys thoughts here. Where you guys think the Reds are at currently as we look to move forward to the future of this franchise?
2: Uh, I th- I think that uh they're setting themselves up well. I mean, if if you look at kind of like who they went after and and the guys that they're stockpiling obviously like everybody's like, "Oh, you can't play" 87 shortstops on the field at the same time uh, but when you look at guys that that came up um you know typically you're better ball players on your little league teams and the teams is like they all start off as shortstops. like everybody that's good and you gotta find a spot for them whenever they get up here to the major leagues um and and to go from being a team that has like kind of targeted these like maybe like home run hitters like your, your big first baseman big whatever they can hit home runs. Have some guys that can spray the ball all over the field i like that
3: i know i'm encouraged by the fact that riding rosters just dropped volume two on uh mlb the show and there are way more potential a's on the reds roster right now than there were oh i don't know a week ago so uh yeah i'm i'm definitely encouraged by it's not just us as homers believing that the reds have put something together for the future.
0: I think we're going to the world series.
1: Hell yeah. I like the energy big Ed. I like it. You know, Thank you. I don't know if any of us necessarily are there just yet, but I sure should hope so. Better get there. Yeah. I call. Thanks. I called it first. You did. Absolutely. So clay, obviously, you know, we've had you on for weeks now talking about all this jazz of Reds news and talks and stuff like that. Where are you now? Especially now we've got some of these guys a weekend of playing some games. Um, does Ed have something in his throat? I don't know if y'all picked up on that. It sounded
4: like he was about to die. Take it easy there, Ed. Um, for, first off, thanks for having me on. And I think Jeff's jersey is awesome. It's a number 27 jersey, which means Jake Fraley or Jeff Keppinger. I'm sure, those are the only two options. I'm, I'm sure it's not somebody who we, you know, don't talk about anymore. But Match I up. love where the Reds are right now. I mean, in terms of the future, I don't love where they are like today. Their team sucks. Um, and it's kind of difficult to watch at times. Um, it's, I'm just glad that they're out of New York. Um, the the future is looking bright. And I know that um, I've, I've texted with some people that know a lot more than me about baseball and minor league baseball. And they're pretty high on the return as well. Um, But, you know, we're going to wait and see how it goes. Uh, I'm not too worried about the positions like Jeff touched on. That always plays itself out. And at the end of the day, as disgusting as it sounds, these prospects are assets. You can trade them again. And if you need a left fielder, you don't necessarily have to move one there. You can trade one for a left fielder if they so choose. So they're just becoming more multiple. And I like to see that.
5: Yeah, I think the Reds traded a top prospect for a Cy Young winner. Was that right, Jeff?
2: Correct. Yeah.
1: He who must not be named, it's like Voldemort.
0: It falls in that category, I guess. We talked about Trevor or Trevor Bauer. Is that what we're talking about, Trevor Bauer? <laughs> Are we talking about Trevor Bauer? <laughs> I,
2: sure. I just want to make sure I am on the Why same page. I does your head you. pop up from like nowhere. And then I'm, you trying just, like, again. I'm trying Ed to fix it. I'm trying to fix it.
5: I'm sorry. Ed brings the whole fan club with him. This is incredible. I yeah, know. or it's his burner on YouTube. You Never roll that out.
4: <laughs> hey, I don't have a burner. Um, it's funny because I was on pardon the punctuation not too long, I believe, deadline day, and for the time being, it was only Ed and I. And believe it or not, Ed had all kinds of prospect breakdowns and details on Spencer Strider and. Uh, christian incarnacion strand so ed can you tell us a little bit about which prospect was your favorite of the return
0: uh, i'm a big fan of uh that guy that plays guitar about- arroyo arroyo that guy yeah he's gonna be a good one
1: thanks clay i guess i i'm sorry i missed that episode i wasn't understand if that was an insider or not i apologize
0: no, no, Clay's just... just trying to put me on the spot. That's all. Yeah. And, then the, and the guys yeah. don't want to st- talk up because, you know, they didn't want to, they didn't want to make it to last week's show. So, that's fine.
3: Clay was just pointing out that Ed doesn't know anything about any of the prospects. We're all impressed that he got even even the connection with the Arroyo.
0: But yeah, I know that one guy hit two home runs the other night in Dayton.
1: Yeah, Noelvi Marte. That's him. I see Carlos. Like if I hear one more prospect conversation, I'm going to lose my shit.
2: I was actually just going to ask Carlos uh, what his thoughts on all the prospects were.
1: Whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess, does that take out the Ellie De La Cruz conversation then since Ed doesn't know too much about the prospects? I'm Probably
2: sure. for him. Yeah, yeah maybe, there, maybe for him. anybody that's more of like a, been a human highlight reel than Ellie De La Cruz in the last like couple weeks. No, nah, he's just incredible to watch. I
5: mean, it does something every night that just is it I don't know. Just uh, uh
2: maybe it's just because like the only thing I see from him are, are the highlights that that pop up. Um, but he at least seems like he's bucking the trend of Reds that don't know how to run the bases. So that that's also encouraging. Um the the triple that he then turned the, the lazy uh, flip of the ball back into the infield into uh taking home on that was I think it was like End of, was it the end of last week? Are you familiar with the play I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, do we have anybody right now that you would feel comfortable with, like, make that smart decision or we'll wait till the ball you know, lands in the third baseman's glove and then decides to take off? Like, we, we've had issues with, with Reds players not running the base as well. And uh, I don't know, it's probably as long as I've been alive. But to see somebody it kind of takes the initiative there with the, the aggressive base running. I'm all about it. I know I tweeted about it last week when I think Senzel got thrown out going to third and yeah, everybody's like jumping my, my case about a, uh, about making the, was the third out at going into third.
3: I'm, I'm used like, to seeing the Reds run the bases like the Yankees did against Seattle. What was, that? was that yesterday today? Like I'm used to that. And that gave me P- PTSD just watching that replay of like the,
5: the double play. Oh. Back, back-to-back innings, they only got two batters up. <laughs> like, how is that even possible? <laughs> but no, I mean, Clay can speak to this more than me. because you know, I know Clay's watched a lot more like full games of Elliot De La Cruz, but it's not like the just the highlights. It's every single time he's at the plate. He is running 110% on everything. He is always trying to get an extra base. Um, just so many of his doubles are like singles for, for fast players, like not normal players like it just the amount of extra bases that he takes is just it, it's it's unbelievable yeah he sometimes plays
4: like borderline out of control um it's kind of like a you know like a doe, like a baby deer controlled, trying to run at time. controlled
5: chaos
4: yeah but there i mean i i think in the beginning of the year i was watching a game and i paused and took a picture of it because i caught my eye it was so ridiculous he was turning second It was just past second base, maybe two feet past second base, and the cutoff man had the ball in his glove and got thrown out at third. What looked like it would have been a mile, but it was like bang, bang. That's just the ridiculous speed that he has. Um, He does have some swing and miss in his game, and um, I know everyone's just like chomping at the bit to get him called up, but, you know, take your time. You don't want to ruin what is looking like. A superstar potential we'll see what he is once he gets to the show you know i don't want to call him anything that you know too absurd right now but um i i think there's a chance next year in september i would rather just let it play out instead of predict but 2024 he should be up um almost guaranteed by then um it's 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 pretty rare What you see from him, it does not happen often. The way that he can hit the ball and um, that one that he hit 513 feet at 117 miles per hour is John Carlos Stanton type numbers.
5: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, last year he struggled a lot in September. So let's see how he finishes the year trip at double a, see where he's at. But I mean, if if he comes to camp and he's tearing it up and um, I mean, I don't, I don't think it, it, it has to be like September next year. I mean, I think, I think it could be May, June, you know, whenever um, I think it could be quick, but again, let's see. He's probably going to slump at some point. That's, that's normal. And that won't be weird. That won't be, he's, you know, not progressing. That's pretty normal for players to, to have some slumps as they kind of work their way through the system.
2: Do you guys see like, obviously 2023 is not like the, the target year, right? So, You've got at least another year where we're not, they, they shouldn't feel pressed to, to move guys up quicker than they need to be. Give guys, you know, the the time uh, to develop where they're at. You know, obviously if they get promoted, you know, one spot to the next, that is what it is. But I think having the luxury of keeping them in the minor leagues to develop as young players, uh, could end up at when this this rebuild turns into you know okay now we're going to be here to compete and we're going to limit these peaks and valleys uh, having obviously having a stock farm system helps um but being able to give them the time in the farm system to develop and work on the parts of their game that they need to work on uh, I, I think is huge for the direction of of the reds yeah i mean i don't think
5: they need to you know rush anyone by any means um I don't think they really need to like hold guys back either though I mean because a lot of these players it's going to take them some time to develop at the big league level too once they get here and adjust not everyone's going to come up and you know like just hit the ground running like Jonathan India did last year you're going to see a lot more you know like guys like like Jose Barrero this year or, or guys that you know take a little bit of time to um you know to get going uh, even like Julio Rodriguez he had was awful the first three weeks of the season this year and you know there's been a lot of other really really good prospects that that seem like can't miss that it. it's taken them a long time to get going so when they're ready get them up because you just you, there's no guarantee
1: how quick they're gonna uh, adjust yeah Mike Trout slums quite a bit for the first couple of weeks of his big league career and you know I guess he ended up pretty good
4: even if you look across the league at ro- at any rookie you see some come up and immediately they're awesome Um, Nolan Jones came up this year for Cleveland and tore the cover off the ball for a week and they get some, some film on you. They figure out where your holes are. And I know Carlos can speak on that. Um, You know, pitchers can adjust pretty quickly at that level. Um, So I think it's almost guaranteed that every rookie will go through a tough spout. Um, It's just more about the learning experience, which, 2023 is and i know we all talk about 2024 like it's some golden year it's really in my opinion just the first year of kind of the positive movement kind of like what we saw in seattle last year, baltimore this year of kind of the brighter days are ahead it doesn't mean that they're going to be awesome it doesn't mean they even make the playoffs it just is a little bit of okay we're starting these players that we've heard about for Two or three years in the minors are finally here. We're we're starting to see why there's some hype. It's, it's the beginning of the momentum. Um, As you know, it usually takes a while for players to get at or near their peak. So, I think that twenty twenty three is going to be kind of similar to the ball that we've seen this year since that three and twenty whatever start since then, kind of that closer to five hundred ball, closer to, you know, not bad, not good, just kind of there and then 2024 will be a year where we start seeing some positive momentum and it's really probably like that 2025 through 27 or 28 window that's going to be the most exciting um, window hopefully that we've seen in a while in Cincinnati which just sucks thinking thinking we're talking about something four or five years down the road I can see Carlos just like thinking man I hate this (laughs) But at least he has his Padres and his freaking Juan Sotos
6: and Tatis coming back, right, Carlos? That I do have, buddy. That I do have.
5: Yeah, the Padres will be rebuilding right around the time the Reds are are, are getting cooking.
6: I mean, they'll be re- they will be rebuilding from trying, at least, not just from another rebuild.
2: And they have one of the dopest sets of uh, the City Connect uniforms. That have been you know, there's a lot of dope things
6: going on down the West Coast, guys. We can talk about that if y'all want.
0: More What's going on in the West Coast? More of a
5: Chattanooga lookouts kind of guy. Samsies. I'm
0: gonna go to Chattanooga. That's where I got COVID.
6: They're getting a new stadium, huh?
5: Yeah. Big
0: time. Who Chattanooga is? Yeah.
6: Yeah. Should read the news, Ed? Didn't their
0: I do read the news. Didn't their team just get like Busted for money smuggling or some sh- stuff like that? Okay, never mind.
1: Ed, are you making things up now? Not that I heard. I mean. What the? be a lot cooler if they did. <laughs> it feels like, like, that feels like the same Take it away, Nick. When Mr. Burns is, like, getting all the major league players to be on the company's softball team.
2: Ed just came out and dropped like a bomb of an accusation say. on an entire organization, and then muted himself. <laughs>
0: uh, got it. Up? August twenty third, twenty twenty one. Judge freezes assets of lookout min- uh, minority owner accused in massive Ponzi scheme. That's coming from Nine News.
6: Huh. That's old, that's old news. They already got money.
1: <laughs> They're
6: funded.
0: It was updated on August twenty fourth,
1: last year. Yeah. Well, August twenty fourth has not happened yet this year by my by the calendar standards. So a year ago they got busted. I that went right over my head. I never knew that. Just happened. a hurdle, and it was just a hurdle.
0: I just keep I keep up with the minor leagues pretty well, so maybe a little bit better than Clay.
5: Well thanks for the, the breaking news, Ed. Uh what about uh Incarnacion Strand? Clay, you want to talk about him? Either uh Aaron or Jeff, you got anything to add about Incarnacion Strand? I know he's kind of uh not been ranked super high on the prospect list, but I I'm assuming that's more just position-wise than than his bat, because I think his bat plays about as, as good as anyone the Reds added. More than yeah, that
4: That's exactly what you see on a lot of these prospect lists. You don't often see a first baseman Um, ranked very high. I know he's played a lot of third too, but he's he's probably profiles as a first base DH. Those players typically don't have the positional value to skyrocket up boards. But this is a guy who had 1,100 OPS in college and just barely under 1,000 through the minors. And what we've seen since he's come over to the Reds organization, excuse me, it's just more of the same. He has a lot of power, He's already 22 years old, so it's not like he's one of these 19-year-olds that you know could use a little little bit more time. Um, being a first baseman, he doesn't have to worry as much about kind of learning the intricacies of shortstop or whatnot as he climbs up the ranks. And worst case scenario, this is somebody who they could plug in at DH next year if they wanted to at some point and just see what happens if he continues hitting like this. So he's definitely a good piece, and a piece that I think a lot of people thought was not misranked, but when you come out of college as a kind of a third baseman, first baseman, and you don't have much minor league experience, you're not going to get ranked as high unless you're a really high draft pick. So you already saw the rankings kind of alter and rankings at this point don't really matter. You could argue they don't matter at all. I know some people will say that Carlos and um, you could see when he trained changed organizations, he went from 23rd in Minnesota's or- organization, which is weaker than the reds. And when he came over, he was moved to 17th and um, that was from pipeline. And I have the numbers here from baseball america um and they have him ranked let's see here i think they have him ranked yeah 16 right behind connor phillips and right ahead of jay allen actually who's 17th and those were i believe recently updated
3: more than anything i'm just excited to see his last name on the back of a jersey and how the hell that even works like
4: D. strange gordon
1: (laughs) She gives Alexander style how it's just like a like a, a rainbow
3: full semicircle right like yeah. just obscene um, if he has a two digit number that, that's a little wider doesn't have like a one in it or something it might be even more difficult like 88 what are we doing.
1: Well, I think about like Dave Concepcio and his jersey kind of had like the arch if you like looked at those pictures so and he has a double digit number as well so yeah you're absolutely right it could be very interesting.
5: Yeah, he has some really, really good uh, at bats. I mean, every every time, every, every at bat I've seen, he's just he's working the count. Um, he he really knows what he's doing up there. So yeah, I think he'll he'll fly through the system, like Clay said. I I I wouldn't be shocked if he is uh, it makes his debut at some point next year. Yeah, I'm really excited about him.
2: I mean, he's gonna have to if he comes up if he makes it through camp as a first baseman. Uh, he'll probably slot right behind, like uh, Tyler Stevenson at first base. Is that right, Nick?
1: And you're kicked out of here. All right. Thanks for coming, Jeff.
2: <laughs> Round the horn boot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm we, like, the do duck that. Points? I don't have any control on this one. Jeff yeah. said minus 10. <laughs> minus 10. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, hey. So I uh, wanted to bring this up because I know, like I said, you know, the Mets series just ended. And like Clay said, thank God the Reds left New York. Uh, But last night there was a very interesting situation that happened at a game where uh, fan favorite Jose Barrero was benched and taken out of the game. And I got a nice text from Nick and Carlos uh, expressing their frustrations from that. And I had a good laugh when I woke up this morning and saw it because you guys know, I don't know how to stay up past 10 o'clock apparently. Um, But wanted to get your guys's two thoughts on that. Maybe if the PTP dudes want to jump in as well, but taking Jose Barrero out for Alejo Lopez last night in the Mets game, uh, for a guy who needs a lot of major league at bats and you're kind of planning to be your quote unquote future seems pretty, pretty strange move to me in my eyes.
2: I don't know. I think it, it could also work like kind of, I, I saw, uh, I believe it was Carlos was was unhappy with it. Um, but, and I can see like, yeah, you want to be able to like, You know, milk as many at bats out of the end of this season as you can, Uh, but maybe it's also like kind of a a wake up call for him. Some guys need that. Um, You know, hey, you're not. What was he like? Yeah, he struck out four times like two nights ago, and then I think what he had like he struck out like three times last night. So you know, maybe hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna get this. We're gonna bring in Alejo Lopez, who is, is a good dude. Uh, i like him uh, i know he's one of clay's favorites um and you know if, if you want to just go by the batting average barometer he uh does have a uh, higher career batting average in the minors and in major league, <laughs> league baseball so <laughs> hey,
1: and less if, extra base hits so
2: you know what hey all, all you needed there all you need there is, is the ball in play and if you're if you're uh swinging at every slider that's eight feet off the plate in the dirt uh, maybe today is the day that you, you get to see the bench because it really doesn't matter if we win or lose this game. Uh, but this is something that, hey, sit down over there. Uh, that could be you if you learn to change your approach.
5: There's nothing more I want to see than Alejo Lopez passing the baton to Austin Romine to keep the game moving with Edwin Diaz warming up. That's just, I mean, that that's what I dream of right there. Yeah, and Nick
4: had messaged me about it and nick i hope you don't mind me saying he was rather frustrated and i just kind of gave him like dude I, i just can't get emotionally moved by this at all like i just don't care about that move because to be honest with you you're replacing a player who's playing at a d level maybe a d plus with a player that's playing at a d or d minus level like and like you said like we're not talking about a team winning anything here to me i i had not really thought about that jeff but that that that's actually a great point like those at-bats that Jose Barrero put together were just not competitive at all. I think he struck out twice on a total of six pitches in that last one in that second at-bat. And I know it probably looked different coming out of the hand, but that ended up way out of the zone and in the dirt, like just not competitive at-bats. And I'm not, you know, it sucks that the way that they've kind of used him so far with bringing him up in 2020 and then 2021 and changing positions and, his injury, like it hasn't gone too plain. And I do want him to get more at-bats, the majority of the at-bats. But if that's how you do a wake-up call for a young player, like, you know, I'm not that concerned about it. It's not like the team is battling for a playoff spot and you know they decided to do something drastic. In that moment, it it did seem a little odd, but overall, I mean, it's it just I, I don't really get that emotional about the move. By the way, OJ's 94 Bronco. Great name in the in the comments here is having himself a field day, if anyone's looking at the comments.
6: No, I just I don't understand the move. It really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, especially with, you know, the night before, two nights before when Hunter Strickland has given up the house and he's um you know going a bat for him saying, Um, you know, we're gonna ride with him, we're gonna get him through this. For what? This guy's not gonna be here next year. You know, Jose Barrero's gonna be here next year. He you don't set a guy who you just brought up. 10 days ago because he's struggling because he got three you know three strikeouts the wrong game he just hit two home runs in the game the other day like that's what you needed at that moment it was a home run you didn't need a 37 dribbler infield dribbler through the hole for a base hit to drive in one run right there with a row mine on deck you needed you needed a chance to pop you know yeah. um it just to me the the message of being sent by bell right there really didn't do much it's really not anything in the grand scheme of things but it's kind of like the direction that they're going i mean they finally made the move they moved kyle farmer to third base so they're basically saying okay here jose it's yours to take but then as soon as he struggles like you, you sit him down in an opportunity and a lost season like that's that's how you learn
5: yeah i don't i don't really think it it helped to better the chances of the reds winning last night and I don't know. I would have rather seen them just, you know, give Barrero a shot, you know, boost him some confidence. I mean, I'll acknowledge, I mean, maybe there's a sports psychologist angle to this where, you know, you're trying to to motivate Barrero. Seems like a stretch to me. I don't really care about Hunter Strickland at this point. Like it doesn't, wins and losses don't matter to me really at all. I just want to see individual guys perform well. Alexis Diaz is the only pitcher really worth a damn in the bullpen right now. And he's facing the best best batters in the lineup so really you're just arranging the deck chairs in the bullpen in my opinion you know i don't know may- and maybe maybe they're like you know hey these guys all stink let's let hunter strickland uh get the blown saves and as opposed to a younger guy that that might you know hurt his confidence or something so, i
1: don't i don't know okay. I,
5: I didn't like the barrera move though i didn't i'm I didn't more of like
1: that. an ian <laughs> Jabot kind of guy i think ian Jabot is just Fantastic.
6: If if this would have been two weeks from now and Barrero's still struggling and something like that, then okay, I can see it. But they just brought him up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's really quick to to teach him a lesson. You know, he really learned his lesson last year when he probably thought he was going to get a whole lot more playing time than he did, and he didn't. So I'm, I'm pretty sure his lesson's learned, and he knows he has to go and capture this because he's not dumb. He knows who's behind him and who's coming for his job.
5: And you caught him up, and he's not even hitting that well at triple A. So it's not like right. you've really taught him a lesson, you know, or so. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't like the move again. I'm not going to sit here and like act like this is the end of the world or this is going to mess it's up. It's just something like to it talk it about because like there ain't that.
6: shit else to talk about.
5: Pretty, yeah. pretty much.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm less concerned about the move as much as I don't like the move. Uh, I'm less concerned about that and more concerned about why we haven't DFA'd Hunter Strickland haven't DFA'd Mike Minor, haven't DFA'd. Moose, like get them all out of here, get the, get the bats, get the, get the pitchers up here to, to just get the experience at the big league level. Like at this point, none of these dudes are doing anything for you. If you're not going to trade them, you're not going to get anything for them. Even Kyle Farmer, DFA, who cares? Like for what, what do we
1: need him for? I'm saying it. I, I don't care. I mean, you can't just hang out, hand out DFAs. I don't think it really works that way, there, Aaron. It's not Oprah where it's like you get a DFA and you get a DFA and you get a DFA and right. you. get... It doesn't work that way.
3: Sure, why not? You gotta if pay him. Why
1: way, you gotta pay him. Why you gotta pay him to take
3: horrible at bats? You have to have outings. people to
6: have fill a roster.
3: Yeah, bring bring you, little guys up. Aaron,
2: Aaron wants them to go down. There's to no the little guys in the minor bananas. league. Aaron, you to did like, not want You did not watch the there. game
6: today,
5: did you? <laughs> Did, did you watch the, the poor kid try to pitch today? Oh. You want two of those guys up here? I have a three-week-old. Of course, I didn't watch this Reds team. Okay, Dad. well, you you have to go through if you really want Mike Miner dfa You got to watch today's game and say I want the, two of those guys in the rotation because that's what you're gonna get. Can we uh,
0: DFA Ed. I watched. I didn't watch today's game, but about today's game, if Joey Votto leans into a pitch and gets hit by a pitch, it's legal. It was legal. Did you see? that? I mean, he leaned in, big as shit, into that pitch.
2: Like, I mean, okay, I guess it was maybe still outside the strike zone, but he leaned a good like three, four inches and dipped the like the elbow down and took it right on
0: the back of the tricep. Joey leg. Votto invented baseball, so it's fine. Yeah. Some people think it was Dr. James Naismith, but it wasn't. It was Joey Votto. All
5: right. I guess. Before I forget about this comment here, my guy OJ's 94 Bronco really just wants Clay's opinion on Deck McGuire. So, Clay, the floor is yours. Please tell us about Deck McGuire and why he's the next Cy Young winner.
4: Um, I'm sorry, OJ, but McGuire's not a very good pitcher. This is the second time in the Reds organization. He's doing fine in AAA. He's like 28, 29, 30 years old. I mean... If he gets called up at some point this year, good for him. He gets some big league money. I'd be cool with that. Um, like I said before, the Reds aren't going anywhere. Um, there is nothing to dream on with that guy. He's not going to somehow turn into something amazing. Um, probably more of a career minor leaguer, but that's fine. You know, It's okay to be a career minor leaguer, right? And um, So yeah, I'm not big on McGuire, but I do have to jump off here. Before I go, though, I just want to say how awesome this is that you all are doing this together. Seriously, like there's so much competition out there with people and podcasts and whatnot. And the fact that you all are here doing this together, two of the best podcasts in Red's country. I just think it's awesome, Um, especially, you know, pardon the Punctuation, first podcast to ever have me on. Nick Kirby, first podcast to steal me from them. So um, a, a lot of love for both of you all, so I appreciate it.
2: Easy, Drake, get your feelings, get out of here. I think OJ's '94 Bronco might be Deck McGuire. I
1: was gonna say that. Is that actually Deck McGuire's burner? Like, is Deck McGuire,
2: uh, Mark oh, McGuire's no, is that son? means Oh, Clay left. Who is the guy that Clay? I, I bring this up, and I always forget who it was. Clay like oh, yeah. tweeted at a, a, a Reds, an old, a Reds guy that had left and gone over overseas. The center and, show uh, go.
3: Scott uh Heineman Scott
5: Heineman
2: Scott Heinemann. The Scott Heinemann. legend <laughs> So is it? I think Deck McGuire might come after Clay on on Twitter after his breakdown
5: Cool oh, DFA him too hold, hold on a second Deck McGuire <laughs> has a 6.92 ERA at AAA Like what is going on here This is Apparently definitely we're Deck sleeping McGuire.
1: on him Remember oh, really? last week Joe Mauer was in the chat because we had Joe M asking Twins questions We got mm. Deck McGuire this week yeah
0: Real real question, is Dak McGuire Mark McGuire's son?
1: I don't think so. It's just coincidence. Illegitimately.
0: I mean, he played for St. Louis Cardinals and Oakland A's, so possibly.
1: Nick, your dad is in the chat. My dad is very upset. He texted me this. Why is your face green?
6: Why is your face green?
1: What's up, Papa Kirby? Good to see you again.
6: He had some Skyline.
1: Oh, I did too. What would you have? Whoa, whoa. Are you coming to Skyline now? He does. He does.
0: Carlos, are you coming at Skyline? Don't you know I so eat nine bad. and a half cheese conies to have, to have uh, Sean Casey on our show?
6: I did not know that.
5: I, I like well, this uh, five-on-one dynamic on Carlos, though, for his
1: anti-Skyline mm-hmm. sense. I'll say, like, I just got this shirt, Dick Sporting Goods. It's a Nike red shirt that's supposed to symbolize Skyline chili. So it's, it's Smash of Cody's right now.
6: Yeah. Smash three of them. What right is it about
2: Skyline that you don't like,
6: Carlos? Yeah, what is it, Carlos? Is it the cheese? Yeah, Carlos. Just this, well, yeah, it's not chili. The cheese is like, why do you have to put half a pound on it? What is it? Why? And you yeah, like, no, let's, don't zoom on me. I hate that shit. But uh, you deserve yeah, it. You deserve Skyline, it. Skyline is a wet topping. That's what it is. It's like, man. So
1: when Carlos you? was in town, the Cardinal series, oh. I was like all excited to talk like food with him. And it was like, I was like, yeah, man. Like when I go to Texas, I love Torchy's Chacos. He's like that's commercialized i'm like son of a bitch i tried i think kirby's yeah. dad
3: is my favorite person on this podcast right now <laughs> he's just nick
6: are you feeling <laughs> ill are you under the weather
5: i'm hulking up over here
1: your ring light just kind of changing like led colors i don't know <laughs> yeah okay ryan Cassianos we're I mean- we gonna ask him back for the philly series was that next week or the week after
3: good luck getting him to answer now that his brother doesn't play here
5: just saying
1: <laughs> okay right. that's fine
5: okay okay OJ get out of here what is this
1: <laughs> my guy's all over the place
0: I agree with 94 Bronco what
1: was that I have no idea Not it I'm was here. Jeff Someone's
0: it was Jeff he's gone
1: we don't do not do tiktok tocking on this show unless us our own segments. Get it right.
0: Someone checked the news. Jeff is
1: gone. Yeah. All right. Hey, real quick before we get into talking about the Field of Dreams stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this on The Athletic the other day. Friend of the program, C. Trent Rosecrans, put out a projected future lineup of the Reds. Oh, that was pretty cool. Get your thoughts on it. I'll go through with it. Catcher, Stevenson, first baseman in Carnacion Strand, McLean at second, Edwin Arroyo at shortstop, Noel v. Marte at third. An outfield of India, De La Cruz and Barrero, a D.H. Spencer Steer with the rotation of nicola Dolo Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, Connor Phillips, Andrew Abbott, a setup man of Joe Boyle, and a closer of Alexis Diaz.
6: That's a 78-win team. I kind of agree. In
1: that. the first half. Yeah.
3: I don't know why there's an obsession right now with moving India from second base.
1: Because he can't play second base? I
3: me mean, He's bad. I don't, okay. I know that you're a super analytic guy, Nick. I get it. I get it. But I think it's a lot easier to move one of these new guys coming up to an outfield position than it would be moving India, who's, to my knowledge, never played in the outfield. I know that it's a corner outfield spot, and so there's maybe throw him in left field, um, a la Winker. He couldn't be any worse than Winker out there, but I mean, I don't think at the is athleticism.
1: Be... Yeah, his athleticism would really help out a lot more than wingers, you know. India's option so wouldn't be to
6: move to the outfield, it would be to move to third base.
1: I think Where he came him. up,
5: right? I think I've been moving him more to like first base or DH.
6: He's too small to play first base.
5: He's like an inch shorter than Votto.
3: <laughs> not the guy that I would want.
6: We're not to even close. DH either.
5: I mean, you have all these guys that are shortstops that are gifted defensively that I, I think you would be significantly better off moving India. I mean, unless he makes some major strides, I mean, he's been one of the worst defensive second baseman in baseball the last two years. So I, I think you could immensely improve your defense if you moved him anywhere
1: else. Yeah. I think, I mean, his athleticism is definitely like shown some flashiness but you know that's few and far between i love him i mean you know probably my favorite player on the team i uh, really enjoy watching him hit but you know it's definitely you definitely see his some plays where it's like he definitely relies on his athleticism to make things happen but it's few and far between from what he really should be if he's going to be the everyday second baseman of the future
6: yeah he makes he makes good college plays he doesn't make like big league plays over there
5: there's a lot of balls away too
0: He's two inches shorter than Joey Votto. I just tried to say that, but I was on mute. So I wanted you, I want everybody to know that I had that before Jeff. If you go back and look at the tape and watch my lips, I had that before Jeff. Also for Nick's dad, Joey Votto autograph. I do think, I do think that moving him would, is
2: probably something that needs to be looked at and addressed. Um, probably third base where he, that is where he came up. Um, I don't, I don't know much about his uh, his arm necessarily from the outfield, Um, but we suffered through Jesse Winker and his noodle arm. So,
5: yeah, I just I can't imagine he would be that bad of a left fielder. I mean, at Great American Ballpark, I mean, how hard is it?
1: Yeah,
2: no, I mean, I I think he could obviously make plays out there. Uh, I I don't know if you get the, I mean, where where does he land? Like, where does his bat land him as a as a left fielder? Nick since like Stevenson's bat doesn't really like kind of lands him in the middle of first baseman or kind of middle low first baseman.
5: Yeah. I mean, he probably would be a slightly above average, you know, like left fielder, you know Um, you could also, I mean, you don't also have to like say he's completely removed from second base. Um, He could be like a Max Muncy type where he plays, rotates between second base, first base DH, where you kind of just have a mix and match and you get him out of the field as much as you can, depending on who's healthy, matchups, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you don't have to, like, completely take him away, but I, I think you'd be much better off having McLean or Marte or any of those guys um, up the middle. Um, I, think I think you're going to save a lot of, a lot more
1: runs that way. Plus, like, we hear this, this every week about, like, well, you know, Tyler Stevenson gets hurt, so we need him from catcher. Like, Jonathan Niddy gets hurt every day like put him in a less contact position like the outfield. Yeah.
0: No, no, we put we put uh Sinzel in the outfield and he gets hurt every day too. So
5: Fair I don't point. think it matters where you put Sinzel. Yeah, I think
0: uh Why haven't we DFA'd him yet? I mean,
5: he's, he's only costing like 2 million right now. Yeah, it's not like it's what think you
6: guys
0: I, in DFA's
5: like do you <laughs> like
3: you
6: play is this what you do on the show and you think Aaron it's just like is, you Aaron can goes.
3: trade anybody on the show, right? All yeah. right. Like
2: you can trade anybody
3: on the show.
1: Yeah.
2: When, when, when somebody starts irritating Aaron, it's gone. Get it's him gone. out of here.
0: Like
1: Joey Votto's hitting 220 bagging. right now. Do you want him DFA'd? I mean
0: no, never. Joey Votto again, he invented baseball.
3: He's he's he was not on my MLB show team anymore. Just saying.
0: I, I will say that did I get, saw... How'd you
3: get him to waive the no trade? I mean, they don't have that on the show.
0: So. If you're in the options, there's a way of forcing that's, a trade. not a thing.
3: So. You don't, you've never even bought the show.
0: I have the show. I have the show from last year. Okay. Yeah. Do, do I need to go get it for you right now? Show it to you? Yes.
1: Did you buy the physical copy? Yeah, of course I did. You don't want to buy um, digital I'm copies. physical... Did- I'm team physical content. See, thank it. you. So yeah,
0: I don't have enough room on that hard drive. You know, I bought the smallest hard drive ever for that PS4. What?
1: The PS4 you, do you stand buy, in line at
0: GameStop at midnight. still? no, oh, I stood in line at Best Buy.
1: Also, there's this wonderful know. thing where, where if you pre-order a game on Amazon, it gets to you the day before most of the time. So come
0: on, Jeff, but then you have to deal with the case. And the disc. Oh my goodness! I, God forbid, I have to put a case in a in a drawer.
2: What do you do when you so when you want to change the game you're playing? You actually get up and go
0: to. the I system? get my fat butt off the couch and I change the disc. I'm just waiting
2: for his kids
3: to scratch a disc. Now that yeah, they're what getting are you into that do age? When one
0: of your kids picks it up and snaps it in half. Then that's coming out of their allowance. <laughs> hey, look! If my oldest was old enough to it was mature enough to save three hundred dollars to buy his own Nintendo switch there's enough money in there to re- replace my copy of the show i guess it all makes sense you do still have dial-up internet apparently i do not have dial-up this a 5g verizon we'll talk about that later
3: jeff when you're dealing with last year's game and you can get that for like 20 bucks at at gamestop used so you'd be all right
0: i got it for 20 bucks on uh black friday that's Buy.
1: Sports games are a scam, but we still buy them anyway. Thank you. Yeah, believe me, I fall for the scam every year. Um, all right, I guess we can get to obviously tomorrow being the Field of Dreams game is a really cool occurrence. Um, we were Nick and I were just recently this week on the seventh inning stretch from the Variety Sports Network. Uh, you can check that out on their pages. Cheap plug, and um, we kind of were asked about you know if this is a good thing for baseball, and like truthfully, I think it's awesome. Um, I like it a hell of a lot more than I like the NFL London games because, you know, if you have home season tickets for your team, you don't, you only lose one of 81. You don't lose one of seven. Um, so I dig it. I think it's really cool. I like that. They're doing the throwback jerseys. Um, I have had to talk myself out of buying the Vado Jersey online multiple times now. Uh, thanks a lot for vacations and babies coming soon, but Jeff has uh, a yeah, for you. I want to. I want. I don't want like the bootleg one from DH. We never said I'm it was
0: like that, didn't come out of our mouse. <laughs> I didn't. That wasn't DH Gate has supplied me with
2: very good copies of my Bengals jerseys. Yeah, you, I mean, you like to get it, you would have obviously like you probably wouldn't get it until next year's Field of Dreams right. game, but yeah, like you would have it. <laughs> it's
1: fair, it's fair, <laughs> you would have it, but. I digress. Obviously pretty excited for tomorrow. We get Nick Lodolo on the mound on national TV. Should be pretty cool.
5: Yeah. I'm excited yeah, for no. the game. I mean, I think it should be, you know, be cool to, to see the Reds, you know, uh, playing on Fox, you know, not going to probably get a whole lot of those games. Uh, well, this is two in a week, uh, over the next, you know, year. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that it's Lodolo, you know, get the chance to pitch and, um, kind of make a name for himself tomorrow if he comes out and, you know, pitches a really good game. And, um you know, if you saw Joey Votto's Twitter today talking about, you know, how much this game means to him, I think those kind of things are what really is going to, you know, make this game special. And, um you know, 10 years from now, we're thinking about old Reds games, you know, we're going on YouTube or whatever. Probably won't even really remember, you know, these teams were in third or fourth or fifth place or wherever they're going to be. Uh, it'll just be, you know, I think a cool experience and yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it.
2: Yeah. I thought it was a great idea when they, when they started the, the whole thing. I, obviously we wish that the, the Reds and, and Cubs were like, you know, battling it out at the top of the division, that's not the case. Um, but it's kind of a nice reprieve from uh, kind of like take ourselves out of the season just for this game to, you know, just enjoy baseball in, in a setting uh, from a, from a very, a movie that kind of i mean i think probably i guess i can't speak for everybody but like you know growing up it was a movie that i watched like reading reading joey Votto's tweets today's little tweet thread about you know how it meant a lot to him and with him and his dad and that kind of thing um yeah i I probably wore out that vhs i don't think it works anymore um at my grandparents house growing up and um to see the reds there and, and participating in it uh, with the Surback jerseys and walking out of the corn and the, all the extra stuff that goes along with, with that game. It's similar to like when the All-Star game was here, um, experience-wise, I think.
3: I'm going to come out with a crazy opinion about all this. I don't think either of these teams should be in this game. I think they shouldn't announce who's even in this game until the All-Star break. That way you have two competitive teams in a game that people actually want to watch because I don't know that I'll even watch this game. I don't care about a terrible Reds team playing a terrible Cubs team in a game in the middle of Iowa that no one can get tickets to. I think the whole thing's dumb right now, the way it currently stands, and I don't think that either of these two teams should be in this game this year.
6: Damn, who peed in your Cheerios this morning? I'm just
3: saying. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Like,
6: So how's they're... it going to work logistically? So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look, man, they were putting together football games – in a week during COVID logistically. Yeah, you can put, okay. You can but but no, together. they're
6: not doing it at a neutral site.
3: I don't know, man. The reds,
5: the reds lost a home game for this too. So, I mean, they had to like kind of prepare for that. It'd be kind of tough to just, you know, throw two teams at last minute
3: that i mean that doesn't even get me started on the fact that 162 is a little too much anyway but
1: oh eric uh, right. you are traditionalist
3: all about the numbers i get it but
1: oh. i'm just saying like i'm i'm here to just those are two different things Traditionalists se- and all about the numbers are very different things <laughs> i mean
3: kind of but you can be both you can be both in any case um i'm just I'm just throwing fire on everything right now with all of this so
5: i i was about to add i was like you know, I really wish MLB would do more of like these type of games. Like, let's add like an extra series somewhere else. And- sure, with teams. Yeah, remember incredible. the, uh,
1: yeah, the Yankees and Red Sox had that London game a couple of years ago, where it was just like a home run derby, basically. That was pretty fun. Yeah, is that the one where they
2: put Could, that like it, it? was on like a was it at on like a soccer field? Yeah, I think it was at Wembley. If I remember, they, they, they had like the the ball or like wiffle ball style fence in the outfield.
5: Yeah, the Cubs and Cardinals are going to be uh, doing it next year. They announced it's coming back next year. So
2: the Cubs are going back again.
6: <laughs>
2: no,
5: for the London, 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 yeah. oh, okay. Cubs and Cardinals are okay. in the the London series is coming back next year. So, oh,
2: okay,
5: um, I remember well, the, the red de- said that uh, Mexico right. City series. I, yeah, I was about to say I, I'd love to see more things like that. I'd love to see them. You know, I think well, the thing would be really cool is if they they try to do like some replica like old stadiums. Um, and, and did a you know a couple games and, and something like that. I, I saw someone talking about like uh, playing a game at the Hall of Fame, maybe on like induction weekend, like they do in the NFL. Um I, I think more of the stuff. The the more you can do with this this kind of stuff and crazy environments and, and you know, different stadiums that, that kind of create some extra intrigue. I I'm all for I I, I wish they'd do more of it. Is Carlos anybody is else disappointed?
0: Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Is anybody else disappointed that the 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 outfield wall isn't just corn stocks? Like, they did they have to put a wall out there? Like, I want to see Joey Votto. Not Joey Votto. Obviously, it would be Joey Votto going from first base. But, like, I just want to see a guy out there, like, just running into the cornfield, catching the ball, coming out. Like, hey, I got it, guys. I feel like Puig would have been great for that. <laughs> Puig would have been great for that. Like, all right, guys. I got the ball. Everything will be all,
1: hey, all right. It's me, a friend. Monterey, Mexico.
0: What? Where's that?
5: That's where the Reds... Oh, and, yeah, they uh, did have the game a couple years ago. 2019.
1: But yeah, I Carlos, when that. you played a uh, travel ball, did you guys ever play there at Doubleday Field in your, in your travel ball days? In Cooperstown? Yeah.
6: Uh, the one in Cooperstown? Yeah, I went yeah. there twice. I went there with the Reds organization and then once was a member of the Padres. Um, and then I've been to... The Field of Dreams, uh, Summer Ball, 1999. I think that was a summer, yeah. But up there, it was meh. Like, I like the movie and everything, but, like, being there was just kind of whatever. Well, it,
0: because what was the, the, the outfield wall is a cornfield, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, it was just, like, a little leak field that they really didn't take care of, and there's telephone wires running all the way across the field, so... Well they have two fields, right? Now like they have one field. Now they do. Yeah, now they have that. They have like that
5: old field and then the other one's like a an actual yeah. semi-mini stadium.
2: They have like the the movie set field and then, like the field from the movie and then it's, like when they do those like big like overhead pan shots like you can see it's up like the the road there uh in front of the house and then they have the one that they built for for this
0: experience. That double yeah. day field looks pretty sweet. I'd enjoy a ball game there, I think
1: pretty cool only place I've ever been to a game I saw a left-handed catcher especially they did was a home run
6: derby there oh my god like Adam Dunn was hitting it off of people's roofs every single one <laughs> like because the field the fence was like 235 feet it was ridiculous it was so small it was like a church like right right maybe maybe not that small but it was I mean, he was literally hitting it off of people's homes
5: Leo oh, Lopez can that. It and that. Yeah, for, I was gonna like, say. There butter. you
1: go. Um, and the conditions do, like, were the... brutal,
6: so they brought up like all the minor leaguers. Like as soon as they get one bat, they're out of the game because <laughs> they're like they're gonna get a foul uh, ground ball. It's gonna hit them in their face. Like it's terrible.
2: Like the field conditions were terrible.
6: Yeah. yeah really, mean, you're so bad. Not too
1: far from Niagara Falls. <laughs> what? I don't think you're too far from Niagara Falls. There are you.
6: I'm confused. What does it have to do with the field?
1: Because it's like over the, the water, the rain travels the thing. No, with that, with not me. Cooperstown? Am I crazy?
5: Cooperstown's like three
6: hours from
1: now. Okay. I've been both in like a week when I was like 10. So to me, they're like right around the corner from each other.
6: I'm like, what the hell did I just miss?
1: <laughs> My bad. My bad. On me. On me. Yeah. So. Yeah, that will be cool. Um, I, you know, I understand where Aaron's coming from, but it's a little difficult to kind of, yes, logistically make that happen within a few weeks, like especially at a neutral site. So
3: teams have off days; you can move some stuff around. Just be, be, be liquid. It's
0: fine. Did it real well during during COVID season.
6: No, I'm saying like you're not going to be able to get fans there. Oh, two weeks, my team's going right to play there. Anyway. Okay, I'm going to go.
0: There's only
3: two thousand tickets. You can't go anyway.
0: It's all the rich folk. <laughs>
3: And you have to be, a, you have to live in the state of Iowa to even like be in the lottery for it's tickets. It's so
0: expensive to see that game that I don't even think Bob Castellini can make it to that game.
2: Who? that was that was pretty good, Ed. Yeah, I think, I think like the majority, like the, the lottery tickets and like, like you have to be an Iowa resident. And then each team gets like a, an allotment that they, that they, uh, Ralph, because there's only like what, like like 15,000 seats there or something. Look it up, Ed. Yeah, it's probably. Oh, I got 15, you. Fifteen thousand. That might be. That might be too many. I think it's like four thousand.
0: Yeah, I yeah, really I think fifteen really thousand seems small? a
3: lot. Like nothing. So who cares uh, what fans are there? No one's fans of the Reds and Cubs right now, anyway. They're all terrible.
0: Capacity nine thousand seven hundred ninety-one. Oh, right in the middle.
5: Way
2: more than I Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a neat spectacle on on, on TV, that's for sure. Uh, I did. Oh see wait somebody... a minute! Sorry, that's Double
0: Day Field. That you wanted to feel the Field of Dreams game, didn't you?
2: classic ed yeah look that one up ed um and now i I did see a hot take on twitter nickel like this uh somebody said that the uh the camera you know so like last year the camera was right behind aaron judge right when the yankees came out and through the the field they they said that it should not be okay
0: i said two thousand
2: so it, they said it shouldn't be the camera shouldn't be behind Joey Votto, it should be behind Kyle Farmer coming out of the
0: because it's the a corn. cornfield.
3: Is Costner going to reprise his role and just do the same shtick every year? Probably. That's terrible too. I
1: can't. I mean, can he's do a baseball movie. Time. He hasn't done a baseball movie in about twenty years, so you know he's got to stay in the baseball love somehow.
2: Well, oh, he probably counts on whatever that appearance fee money is too.
1: Yeah, there's that.
5: Buck Farmer's got to get in this game too, right? No. Yeah, Buck's still on yeah. the active roster, isn't he? You don't, you don't,
3: he doesn't need to be. No,
2: I saw Joey's hey, mic'd for this Aaron game. Aaron already DFA'd him, so get him yes. out of here. Yes, who who on the who for the Cubs is there? Ian Happ? Ian Happ. Bearcat. Bearcat.
0: Aren't the
1: really... blacked out in Iowa? Probably. I don't think they're one of the six
5: teams, but this is a national TV game, so you should be good. Yeah.
0: Do you guys know that
2: the sandlot field still exists? See, that would be a cool that would be a kind of we could a cool game play. there.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, have some have have like uh, some weeds growing out there that you know the ball could roll into and in the pre-party at the pool.
6: That's Maybe where party at the that's pool that's with teams. So. want to be there. What, what, <laughs> There's wild teams- dogs running around. <laughs> as long as James Earl Jones is there, watch your oh, ass. Man. that dog's coming.
2: That's where teams sell, like the Reds and the Cubs run. should play. You could sell a suite
0: in the treehouse in right field. Oh, you could. Yeah. And all the players have to wear PF flyers.
2: Oof. A lot of watch angles be broken that game. And, and one team, they, they don't get to wear uniforms. They got to wear uh, jeans and whatever they can find. Yeah, Blue that's perfect ups. for
6: Cincinnati. That's perfect. Agreed for the Reds. Agreed. All yeah. well, right, dudes.
1: This has been a fun hour. Uh really thank the PTP crew for hanging with us tonight and shooting the we're shit done? with us. What <laughs> yeah, else we, is
5: there to talk about? We don't do six-hour shows. Yeah. You talk we're about not, wrestling on this show? Now we only cover one sport. So
1: <laughs> yeah, Uh we're not just wrestling minute. Yeah. Um. But yeah so thanks everyone for tuning in thanks clay for coming and hanging out with us thanks to the ptp guys for agreeing to do a dual cast with us uh we definitely appreciate the time uh we'll be back next week hope you guys enjoy field dreams tomorrow and don't forget we're brought to you by bet online go to bet online use b-l-e-a-v-50 and get that 50 percent welcome bonus see everybody